Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Movies and a Meal, a podcast where we talk about movies and other things while we eat. I'm your co-host Ben, and as always, I'm joined by Keith. Hey. Hey Brad. What's up? It's summertime, but we have summer school for Brad. It's the <laughs> movie education of Brandon William Wilkins, and we're going to talk about Moneyball, the 2011 film that's directed by Bennett Miller. It stars, among other people, uh, Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill, and Oscar-nominated performances. I, I kind of picked this movie because it's summertime, it's baseball time, we're in the mood, and unfortunately the A's are kind of back in the news <laughs> for all the wrong reasons, because maybe by this time next year they might be the Las Vegas A's instead of mm-hmm. Oakland, which is sad, they're going through a terrible year and all that stuff, but this is a good movie. But it kind of hints at where they are now. Yes, so. yeah, <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and it kind of outlines, uh, I'll let Brad do the summary, but you know, it kind of outlines where baseball is now mm-hmm. with the amount of analytics and everything like that, but let me kick over to Brad, I don't want to jump on his... Uh, summary, have, summary toes. As always, summary courtesy of IMDb. Oakland A's general manager Billy Bean's successful attempt to assemble a baseball team on a lean budget by employing computer-generated analysis to acquire new players. Brad, what do you think of this movie? I'll just say this, Brad Pitt. I, I like him as Billy Bean. I mean, it's just... He's a man who has gone through the rigors of the old-school system. He's seen the, the bad of it and trying to balance the... Manager, the owner, and his hit and their expectations and all that, and just he's switching everything he knows is his common acceptance of that, and he's basically just trying to switch it on the fly, and it's it's very well done, and I think Brad Pitt shows the stress of it real well. I mean, you'll see scenes where it's just like he's he doesn't he never really looks happy. It's like there's scenes where he's okay, and then there's scenes where he's smashing things with baseball bats. What I'll mention off the top of my uh, off the top here is Jonah Hill as Peter Brand. He is good as well. I think for what Jonah Hill was doing, I think he was good. I mean, it's just I love how he stuck out like a sore thumb, and then throughout the movie he starts connecting with the with not only Billy Bean but also the players as well to an extent. So it was good to see there. So. And actually, I lied. There's one more I want to mention. I love Philip Seymour Hoffman in this. He's my secret MVP in this. I mean, as Art Howe, he's the manager. Mm-hmm. And um, I just, he's a man of few words, but when he says what he wants, he'll, he'll make his point known. And I think Hoffman does that masterfully, not just with words, but also facial reactions and body mannerisms and all that. He does a beautiful job with that. So I really love that. Now, sadly, um, on a dour note, you know, Philip Seymour Hoffman died three years after this, sadly. This is one of my favorite parts of it. You're right. You know, this is not one of my top five baseball movies, but it's close. It does work, as you said. It's much more than a baseball movie. Anything, it's even more like a psychological drama about Billy Bean is a complicated character. And uh, Brad Pitt gets to it very well. You know, there's the story. The story of this movie is pretty phenomenal. Bennett Miller made this script that was total baseball. He took it to Sony, and they shut it down five days before shooting because he said it was awful. He and Zalen, I think, had written it, and then, but then they brought in Sorkin rides in on his white horse to save everything. And this is, throughout, a Sorkin movie, but I will say it doesn't have... It has the quick dialogue, and the scenes with the two of them are very funny. There's no real big speeches, though, so it's a different kind of Sorkin. You know, one thing I really liked that was very Sorkin-esque was, in the beginning, when they're sitting around with, all, with Billy and all his old cronies who are at hangers-on, and talking Scouts. about what players they can get. They're scouts. Yeah. Those, move, those, those scenes are very Sorkin and very funny. A couple years ago, we crossed over with a What You Should Read podcast about book and movie adaptations, and this is the one, one of the mm-hmm. ones that I picked. And um, this movie has no right being as good as it is because <laughs> uh, you know Moneyball the book is very good, but it just doesn't. When you read it, there's no you part. can't you yeah. can't really picture it being a movie. Yeah. 
And, you know, this movie went through a couple uh, iterations. You know, originally Steven Soderbergh was going to do it as kind of this weird uh, documentary reenactment kind of thing with the real guys uh, doing it. <laughs> um, you know, it's carried, it's carried by the script, but it's also carried by Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill, both who were nominated for Oscars. And, you know, I think especially it was like kind of a breakout for Jonah Hill, who I think at that time when this movie came out in 2011 was basically a super bad guy. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> he, was a, he was just a fat kid from Superbad and... Known for kind of raunchy comedies, and this kind of put him on a path to being like a legit actor. You know, he was nominated for supporting actor for this, and mm-hmm. then again for Wolf of Wall Street uh, with Martin Scorsese, and a couple of years later, you know, he's he's gone on to do like you know mid nineties. He's been become a director mm-hmm. and, and all sorts of things. You know, this movie, I think you can show it to even people who aren't necessarily baseball fans because it is a challenge the system uh, mm-hmm. kind of movie, and. You know, the A's and this movie kind of outline, again, what baseball is nowadays with all that. And all sports, really, uh, football, mm-hmm. basketball, all have gone to this higher level of analytics. You know, it's just great. There's some funny moments in there. You know, we didn't mention, like, Chris Pratt is in this movie. Uh, it's kind of a supporting role. Again, this is him transitioning from Parks and Recs to, you know, this is three years before Guardians of the Galaxy, before yeah. he became He's a movie star. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's small moments when, um, you know, Brad Pitt and David Justice have a heart-to-heart mm-hmm. being like, look, I'm paying you for your leadership. You know, it's like, you're paying me $7 million. And Brad Pitt's like, oh, no, no. It's like, I'm paying you three and a half. It's like, the Yankees are paying yeah, the rest of your exactly. salary. Because yeah. you're not good. That's how much they think yeah. of you. They're paying three and a half million dollars to play for you to play against them. So yeah. why don't we just get that straight and like mm-hmm. keep it moving? There, and and like that scene was great. And Stephen Bishop, Justice has always yes. been one of my favorite players. Because he's a little surly. He's kind of not as good as Eddie Murray, but he's that kind of lane of character. Where he's, he's not the most favorite, not, not everybody's favorite kind of player, but I've always loved David Justice. And that guy was very good. I think, I think another mm-hmm. scene is about it. It's, it's, about, it's about Chris Pratt and Scott Hadberg. And it's a, it's a very good scene where... Um, Basically, it's uh, Billy Bean, and I forget the. Uh, it's supposed to be Ron Washington, who yes. later who later managed mm-hmm. the Texas Rangers yep. to two World, World Series, Series. Yeah. and yep. actually got a World Series ring with the Braves a couple years so, ago. Tim and Ron Washington, and it's basically it's like Hagberg's there, and he's like, I think the elbow's doing all right, and and he's like, Yeah, no, it's and Billy Bean's like, Yeah, we know it's shot. It's like, how about playing first? And and Scott Hagberg's <laughs> like. I don't know if I could do it. And he's like, it's easy to do. And he goes to Ron, Ron Washington. Ron said, it's very hard to do it. No, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's, like, he's like, it's it's real easy. It's like, tell the watch, it's like, it's incredibly hard. Yeah. So, I mean, that was, that was, and then he's like, he's like, well, what about the, it's like, Giambi's leaving? Jason Giambi is like, yeah. well, what about the fans? And Ron Wash is like, well, yeah, maybe I can get one of them to play first instead. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, it's, it was a good scene. I like it. And it shows, like, the humbleness that Pratt exhumed Hattieberg. So, I, it's kind of in his lane. He's Got yeah. That charm. yeah, I, I kind of like that. That was pretty good. I, I like Chris Pratt as Scott Hatterberg. I just and I know it's an ensemble movie, but I mean, I think we got a little more from other parts than Hatterberg. But, but it's not about him. I it's know, about Billy I know, and uh, Peter. I know, but I, I would have liked a little more from Hatterberg. I like, yeah. like I forgot the guy who played Chad Bradford, which uh, which was a former Oral too. He's good. That, so, but he was good mm-hmm. and. Um, he got more time than Hattie Bird. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, I like him. He's fine. I just yeah. I just wish that Hattie Bird just got a little something extra besides hitting a, a game-winning home run. Well, it struck me this time. I didn't realize how little women have to do with this. Robin Wright is in there as Miss ex-Billy Bean. You see Hattie Bird's wife. Spike Jones. The well, big, he's that woman, sorry. Uh, the biggest part is uh, Karis Dorsey is his daughter, and she's very good. But, you know, I think that that it didn't strike me until this time. This was probably done on purpose because... During the baseball season, these guys are isolated. They don't see their wives. They travel around the country. 
It was very subtle and well done, and Kara Dorsey's very good. She's 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 cute, and um, you know, she tears your heartstrings just enough. So I like I like the, the women did in it. They just didn't have much to do. The build off that Keith, I think she humanizes Brad Pitt's uh, Billy mm-hmm. Bean. Because I mean, he's he's just a guy that's not supposed to connect to people. So he's he's yeah. trying he's purposely trying not to connect to people, and to humanize him, you bring in his daughter who basically just makes him just seem like a normal parent. It's in every sports movie when they kind of mm-hmm. fast forward through the season. I think it was okay. It's it's overdone. A bit at too montage. Yeah, yeah, it got a little too montaging in the middle near middle end. I think I think. The way the well near ended on the uh, on the one game of the Royals to at the at the end of the twenty game win streak I think was uh, was a good that was nice I like yeah. how they did that and I, and I like the the epilogue ending which will I don't want to get into too much well, I do have beef with the actual ending okay. I'll go ahead and put it out there then you can go back you know the Red Sox have never once played Moneyball that is a flat out lie they kept all their big stars and they won the World Series that's not Moneyball. So they should never put that in there. Well, they use the, they use the analytics part, but yeah, they but the money ball is a specific thing where you take yeah. it off the trash heap. Brad, let me ask the question again. So, what was the scene where you're like, okay, I could probably watch this? Honestly, I'm just gonna go ahead and say I think it's the opening scene where they're going up against the Yankees, and you see Brad Pitt's character. You don't know exactly who he is. You see him sitting in an empty stadium, and they show the Yankees game, the Yankees A's game, as a, as a juxtaposition of him there, and. I think that kind of catches me, catches me good with just showing like Brad Pitt's character as a guy you you know who doesn't like to be with everybody else. He likes to be kind of by himself. He's, he's his own like person. He doesn't like to be. It, it starts to show like his sort of his independence. It starts to show a little bit of his just unwillingness to change at times, which as you can see throughout the movie, it kind of just gradually wears him down. So and he starts to change along. It's like they both change each other. Brad Pitt changes Jonah Hill's character, uh, Peter Brand, and uh, Peter Brand changes uh, Billy Bean. It's just I think that's a good point. You guys mention it um, that how they kind of rub off on each other because you know um, Peter Brand's character. It's like his first job in baseball. He's a little meek. He's a little soft spoken, and uh, you know at the end, you know Billy Bean is like, well, look, you got to be able to do these things. You got to be able to cut players. Mm-hmm. You got to be able to talk to people like that. And eventually he learns. And, you know, without spoiling it too much, kind of the end when Billy Bean is a little bit cynical and he's like trying to figure out what his next move is. And, you know, when we mentioned that scene, when Peter Brand shows him that scene about the, the catcher hitting the home run, it kind of like recenters mm-hmm. uh, Billy Bean and who he is. I think the. The scenes with the scouts are probably some of the best parts of the movie as far as funny and, like, quippy, right? Brad, you mentioned about how, describing the A's, right? I mean, Brad Pitt's very succinct. He's like, look, there's the Yankees, there's 27 other teams, there's 50 feet of crap, and then there's us, okay? And this is what we have to do. This is our reality. Yeah, Art Hell, Art Hell and Philip Seymour Hoffman, I mean, he's, I guess he's kind of the villain, Sort of. I like how he... He's like he, the old, he represents the old school. Well, he, but he also he never really takes the credit, but he lets the credit come to him. When yeah. start winning, yeah. he never really says, Billy did this, but of yeah. course he wouldn't, you know. But, yeah. you know. Here's the thing, and, and I really love the scenes when Pitt and Hoffman are together. And it's just like, you, you, you Pitt, Pitt's telling him one thing, and Hoffman's like kind of listening to him, and then he's like... Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. It's like it's, and it's like it's the back and forth. It's like the mental battle and the stubbornness of like who's gonna give first. And I like it. However, it kind of goes away from what actually happened in real life because 
Art Howe actually tried to go along with this. So, I mean, it's... you got to have some trauma. Yeah. It makes a better movie. Yeah. Like, uh, the, the differences between real life and what makes a good movie is... It's definitely seen in this in this movie if you read up on it, which I, I kind of did at like three o'clock in the morning. So bear with me. I might, there might <laughs> That's be okay. some. There might be some. We appreciate uh, the research. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah, there's, there's got to be a villain. It's the same thing. And our how and our how has said that he didn't like how he was portrayed necessarily. It's not any different from. I don't think either of you guys have seen Rudy, but the Dan no. Devine, who's the coach of in in uh, Rudy. You know, he's kind of the villain of the guy who won't play Rudy. <laughs> but in real life, he's like, I was very supportive of Rudy. Yeah. But they're just like, someone has to be a bad guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we talked about Brad Pitt and John Hill being nominated for Oscars. This was also nominated for screenplay, which is... Best won, Picture, too. Should have won that, yeah. Here, here are the nine nominees for Best Picture. It's tough. It was a tough year. It was. Yeah. Moneyball, The Descendants, The Artist, Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close, Midnight in Paris, The Help, War Horse, Tree of Life, and Hugo. Now, the artist won. I would have gone with um, Hugo. Or, but I would have gone with anything except the artist. But, you know, it was a strong field. The um, artist is like one of the least consequential. It's so contrived. We don't know. <laughs> no one ever thinks about it. Yeah. No one's ever. We're never going to put it on Brad's education list. I don't, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm a fan of like the rewatchables. The rewatchables the is never going to do it. No. Uh, the artist. It would, be, it would be an obligation to watch it again and not a pleasant one. Yeah. yeah. Um, Shout out to that dog, though. I really like the descendants, though. Strong field. Yeah. The the Peter Brand character. Peter Brand's based off of. Uh, Paul DePodesto. Paul DePodesto, mm-hmm. which. Um, it's interesting because if you read about DePodesto, he's like the exact opposite of the Jonah Hill character. He's, so he's, he's got, easy outgoing and pushy. He, he, and yeah, he's played got, football. He's got personality. He's got ability. He's confident. He's played football in college. He's athletic. He's outgoing with players. So he's the exact opposite of, of uh, Peter Brand's character. And even though it would be more accurate to have that in the movie, it would not fit with the odd couple feel what you have with Billy Bean and Peter Brand. So, That's why it's a composite. Yeah, right? so so I, I understand why they did it. It's just, at times, it can rub the wrong way, in my opinion. A little uh, bit, I so. mean, again, it's a composite character. Yeah, I, I know, I'm just... Yeah. Just saying, for me personally. So Is that Brad's nitpick of the week? <laughs> I, no, I, I don't really have a nitpick on this movie. I mean, it's an okay movie. I mean, it's Oh, yeah, loud. so good. If, if we, haven't, we haven't mentioned about the song yet, right? Well, well that's... We'll, we'll mention That's a nitpick. Yeah, right? it's, that's, that's in the trivia, so yeah. I'll hold off on that. Okay. So. Sorry, I didn't mean to jump ahead. Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, there's some random cameos in this movie. You know, I mentioned Robin, Robin Wright is in this. Mm-hmm. Um, Spike Jones plays the, the husband of Robin Wright now. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Plus, oh. you also got voices from Bob Costas and Joe Moore again and there's one main one i forget it's a pretty solid movie i again i would i would advise you watch it again even not less so for the baseball but more again just like this is the system right and like we can challenge it we can have success spoiler alert for from then till now they still have not won a world Mm -hmm. series and like you said it's now the las vegas a's very soon yeah their situation is uh worse with the stadium and all that and hats off hats off to bennett miller sorry to interrupt you but you know this poor man though he made this movie, then he made Foxcatcher. Very good. Very dark movie. He has not made a movie since. Was he like a TV or something maybe producing? He didn't have any, no no directing credits since then. He has one coming up of another version of The Christmas Carol for some godforsaken reason. Oh, snap. Yes, we're <laughs> no. Oh, boy, here we go. But, I mean, that's nine years he hasn't worked since Foxcatcher. That's kind of sad. Oh, here we go. He's, he studied up nine years to make, a, to make the perfect yeah, Christmas Carol exactly. movie. Exactly. So. Brad, why don't you give the ratings? I gave it a four out of five. Yeah. Uh, wow. Said, wow. I would never have guessed. I was you, said, you, were very, you were very... You, you were kind of occasional. Yeah, like, I mean, it's, <laughs> I like Sorkin. I like, I like the witty banner. I was like, I'm sort of bending off a of real life, kind of affected a little, for even though it's a composite character, as Ben keeps stating, but it's, it's bending off the real life kind of knocked it a little for me. I mean, it's... 
I wish I saw more characters in other like Keith mentioned Robin Wright. I mean, it, uh, it's it's good to this see her. This is not her. a I mean, women's movie. I know it's not. It's just <laughs> like, already two hours but, long. But yeah, I, I, know, I know. It's just like I said. It's I didn't like how they did the tri- the typical sports uh, sports movie trope of like throughout the season so, they just did. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you like baseball? Like, you want to see a game? Maybe you want to do 162 yeah. games? No, yeah, I'm just. It just it was. On, you, if they you didn't like all these things, but it still got four to five this stars. Is, yeah. <laughs> just, these are minor things. I mean, it's not a major thing. I know, honestly, I, like I said, I'm not saying that that like Philip Seymour Hoffman was terrible in this movie. So I'm gonna knock it one and a half stars, cousin. I'm not saying that. It's, it's greatly acted. The screenwriting is good. It's it's a good movie. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm gonna give it. It was borderline, but I'm going to give it a four out of five. Okay, okay, so, but besides, I give it lower. I think Ben's going to throw something at me. So, well, no. so. okay, so we're, we're peaceful people. All right. So. Sometimes I wonder, but <laughs> so. Brad, yes, and Keith, uh, Rotten Tomatoes time. Uh, Brad, oh. you guess first. Critics, I'm going to say I'm going to say it's highish. I'm going to go ninety-one percent. Audience, sometimes people don't like talky in their sports movies. I'm going to go. <laughs> 84%. Okay. Well, just for fun, I know the critics are at least in the 90s, but I'll go 88 for fun, and people like Brad Pitt, and so I'll go 95 on the okay. Brad, you're pretty close. Critics, 94%. Audience, 86%. Mm-hmm. Critics consensus. Director Bennett Miller, along with Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill, take a niche subject and turn it into a sharp, funny, and touching portrayal worthy of baseball lore. That's a good summary. Yeah, or, or consensus. Um, Brad, you got a couple of trivia things you want to say? Uh, I got some accolades real quick. I know we've mentioned it a lot, but yes, this movie did get some honors for, uh, especially Oscars. It had uh, five or six nominations. I think yeah, it's six, six. Six nominations. Nomination. Best Picture, Oscars, and Golden Globe nominated for Best Pictures. Best Lead Actor nominated Brad Pitt for Oscars, back to Golden Globes and SAGs. Uh, did he win any of these? Nope. Nope. Mm-hmm. Jonah Hill was nominated for Best Supporting Actor. For Oscars, BAFTA, Golden Globes, and SAGs. Did not win. Adapted Screenplay, nominated for Oscars, BAFTA, Golden Globes, and the WGAs. Uh, did not win a single one. Film Editing for the Oscars, did not win. And Sound Mixing for Oscars, did not win. So it did not win anything? Nope. nope. <laughs> this movie made $110.2 million wow. on a $50 million budget. Brad, you want to do some trivia real quick? Yeah, I'm gonna, I didn't write this one down, but I, I know Keith mentioned it, so I wanted to mention it here because I remembered it off my head here. When Aaron Sorkin agreed to rewrite the screenplay, he stated as a condition that Stephen Zalian's name would not be removed from the credits because his draft was great and Sorkin didn't feel he needed to prove on it much. Now for the ones I've written down here. When Chris Pratt auditioned for the role of Scott Hatterberg, he was told he was too fat. Pratt decided to lose weight before the role was cast. This is a quote from, uh, from uh, Pratt. I checked maybe once a week, he recalls. I'd say, they cast it yet? And I would just keep working out. Finally, I got in good enough shape that I took a picture of myself and sent it to my agent. He won the role. David Justice is played by Stephen Bishop, a former pro baseball player. Bishop was a career minor leaguer and as a Braves prospect was nicknamed Young Justice due to his physical resemblance and similar playing style he looks just like a lot to David like Justice. Yeah. <laughs> so, director Bennett Miller was so impressed by uh, Karis Dorsey when she sang the show by Lenka during her audition that he not only cast her as the protagonist's daughter, but let her sing the 2008 song twice in the movie, which was set in 2002, sacrificing its historical authenticity. But so So what? First baseball movie to be nominated for Best Picture in the Academy Awards since Field of Dreams in 1989. Did Field of Dreams win? I think it did. No, it did not. No, it did not. 
Okay. All right. So, what did you get? A four. Yeah, a four. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. So, well, four. I, was, I was borderline three and a half, four. So that's a good four. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. It's um, right now. I think it's at least as as of this recording on July 9th, um, It's available on Max if you want to check it out. So, of course, who knows when this episode is going to be released? So exactly. But anyway, check it out. We're, it's we're stocking up. Yeah. Oh. All right. So <laughs> I don't think that there's anything else. Then maybe we should wrap this up. So, right. Keith, you got plugs. Sure, we can reach us at movies in the meal OG at gmail.com, movies in the meal on Twitter, listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcast. Okay, alright, so for this episode of Movies in the Meal, I'm Ben. Keep spread, peace! See you.